3: People say, what are you afraid of,
1: right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels.
3: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. it's the
4: two-year anniversary of russia invading ukraine this time but we're coming up on the 10-year anniversary of russia invading ukraine that time i can't even say the first time because they've invaded ukraine like 50 times in the last 200 years um but uh we were talking about how the obama administration was wishing it away lecturing it away wishing it away and somebody hit us with this text which i I wish I could say the word. It's so much more powerful I could say the actual word, but it's a bad word. But I, I don't know that I'd heard this expression before. So I guess I'll say poop instead of the S word. You can always go with ship. Ship? Do you think that think ship has more? Maybe I'll say ship. Maybe that has more power. Let's try it. M- My grandpa used to say, wish in one hand... Ship in the other and see which one fills up first. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wish in one hand
5: and poop in the other one. Yeah, because it's poop the verb, not the noun. Yeah. Right. See which fills up
4: first. My my grandpa used to say wish (laughs) in one hand and ship in the other and see which one fills up first.
5: (laughs) That's a great old-timey expression.
4: How often did your grandpa say that? And in which circumstance? <laughs> <laughs> right,
5: at church or what?
4: <laughs> at dinner. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's funny. Is that a thing people do? Uh, defecating into your hand? I just I didn't know that was a. Well, it merely is an experiment. Yeah, <laughs> as
5: Grandpa made clear.
4: To measure against your wishes, yes. I to make a point. Th- and-
5: This is so under-discussed, and it's amazing because it animates virtually everything. The great divide that Thomas Sowell wrote about in Conflict of Visions, but the wishers versus the realists. And I've always said, we need Navy SEALs and poets. We need men and women, we need dreamers, and we need doers. That's that's what makes the world go round. I'm not insisting on a world with only, like, right-wingy types. I don't think that would end up being great anyway. Um, but that is the divide that nobody recognizes. The practical versus the dreamers.
4: I don't think people regularly do that into their hand, but it is a good way to measure the efficacy of hoping against a more... Uh, tangible asset such as uh, excrement well explained
5: yes i agree all right
4: <laughs> my grandpa used to say
5: <laughs> all right grandpa settle down <laughs> was that on the air or off the air when we were talking about how great it would be to have the old guy complete removal of the filter i, mean, I, think, that that was, was the I think that was
4: off the air it was off the oh my michael brought yeah. up his grandma who used to say all kinds of things yeah. It was your grandmother? Yeah. 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 And we're we're looking forward to being old enough that you can say practically anything and get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna put that to great effect.
5: I have been fairly recently in a situation where everybody was thinking something, and then an old guy who had zero craps to give said it out loud, and everybody was so grateful. <laughs> but he didn't care about like social repercussions or whatever. He just said what he was thinking.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I was at a meeting the other day, and one person was going on too long. It's similar to your day. Everybody was, was one guy was going on way too long. Usually does. And this really old guy said, are you done yet, Jesus? And it was awesome. Everybody in the room was thinking, but only the really old guy who, what's What's going to happen happen?" to me at this point? (laughs) Yeah, on the other hand, uh,
5: (laughs) sometimes that lack of filter is not so groovy. Doesn't always work. We've all
4: experienced that, but anyway. Doesn't always work. Um, Check in on the border, shall we? Since we broadcast from California and now the illegals have decided that crossing in California is easier than Texas, let's see how it's going.
6: We are in San Isidro, a part of San Diego right now where hundreds of illegal immigrants have just been mass street released from Border Patrol custody. This bus you see right here is uh, apparently an NGO or volunteer organization bus. They've all just gotten off a Border Patrol bus. Two of them actually, they're now waiting to board this bus. I've talked to several of them from Peru, from India, from Colombia. The group from Peru told me they are here to work. They are going to Atlanta and
4: Minneapolis. Bill Malusion of Fox there in the border of California, Mexico. We've gotten a text a couple of days in a row from somebody who lives down there saying uh, all the campfires you can see at night, and when mm-hmm. it starts to get drier, that's going to be a problem. Oh, yeah.
5: I, I'm simultaneously enraged and amused by the, nation, the notion rather that um, we have voluminous immigration laws and requirements. And you must follow them. And if you don't, we'll make you fill out paperwork for a half an hour, then turn you loose into the country. Right. What the blank is that? Well it's it's dishonesty. It's it's a charade. It's do you like the term gaslighting? It's
4: it's gaslighting. It would be one thing if you could make the argument, well, they're just do they're just allowing this to happen so they can get elected. People hate it. And yeah. if Joe Biden loses, you might quite possibly be able to point to this one issue of why. So it it doesn't benefit him. Although I got some interesting analysis on that, we'll get to after we hear more from Bill Malusion.
6: De dónde son? Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. ¿A dónde vas en los Estados Unidos? Atlanta. Atlanta. New Jersey. ¿Dónde? New Jersey. New Jersey. ¿A donde vas en los Estados Unidos? Chicago. Chicago. Y uh, ¿de dónde son? Colombia. Colombia. Quieren trabajar? No. No? Asilo? Sí, yes. They say they want asylum. They don't want to work. You get a little flavor right there, guys. They're from all around. They're Some going to New York, some going to New Jersey. Uh, we talked to those Peruvian guys. They're going to Atlanta, to Minneapolis. So uh, they have been released from Border Patrol custody. They are now free to travel the country.
4: The uh, official numbers out of the Customs and Border Protection data now shows in the San Diego area more chinese migrants crossing migrants in the headline illegal aliens more chinese illegal aliens crossing than mexican nationals so that's mm-hmm. just a, 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 not only a lot but it's the majority now if you're going to talk illegal immigration today you're talking mostly about chinese which is military age men
5: and women from our greatest global adversary I, 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 um, it's like you got a friend who just gobbles down rat poison. Then the doctor says, You're dying from all that rat poison. Is it like that? What, you, what am I supposed to say at this point?
4: Well, you say. We're
5: doing something which is self evidently suicidal, and soon we will die of it. Yeah. Or one, certainly be terribly injured.
4: Wish in one hand and poop in the other and see which one fills up faster. That's what Boy, I said. I heard that, right? Uh, another check in with Bill Malusion on the border.
6: The reason this is happening, obviously we've had a big surge of illegal crossings here in San Diego sector, which we've been showing all week. The other reason, San Diego County recently spent millions of taxpayer dollars to create a migrant shelter where some of these migrants could stay. That shelter just ran out of money this week. So there's nowhere to put these migrants from Border Patrol custody. You see the results now. These are mass street releases just dropped onto the streets of San Diego. Uh, and now they are getting help from this NGO where they're going to help facilitate their travel and go all across the country. And, guys, you just heard it here. They're going all over the place.
4: Mass street releases on the streets of San Diego. Just dump them off.
5: And then non-governmental organizations with the support of the government take them wherever they want to go in the United States, having crossed the border illegally. Is there seriously still dissent? The border is secure. I, the border is secure. I'd like to pummel you with my two tiny fists. Um, is there any dissent with what I've been trying to tell you? Both parties are in on this. <laughs> I would for like- the cheap labor, for the young workers, for the babies to perpetuate the pyramid scheme of our social security and Medicare programs. This, it's it's self evident.
4: The border is secure. Yeah, I'd like to poop in his hand and wish in the other. It's It's an odd form of protest, but whatever it takes. It's almost hard to believe this continues to happen. I mean, not that it just happened briefly for a period of time, but it happens day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, setting record after record after record in some of the most beautiful areas of the country and some of the crappier areas of the country, all areas of the country. People coming here illegal and just be shipped around. With the poll numbers showing what they show. Yeah, with the poll numbers showing it's devastating to the current president, so you'd think he'd do something about it to that point. So he announces 48 hours ago that they're looking into some things he can do, having said for weeks and months that he doesn't have the power to do anything. It's up to the ultra-mega Republicans. But the ultra-mega Republicans didn't sign off on that legislation, so now all of a sudden Biden can do something about it, like they've been saying all along? Although, is he actually going to do anything or is he just going to pretend and hope people don't pay attention or get lost on the news story? Mark Halpern writing in his newsletter today, let's wait and see what Biden's approval ratings on immigration are in late March. That's after he has said a couple of somewhat generous things toward the idea of dealing with this. There's still the risk that touting executive action or the mere talk of actions never taken might lose him more support on the left than he gains in the center, especially if there's no impact on securing the border. So Mark Halpern's reading on this is him even suggesting that might lose him more than he gains because that left flank that moronically believes every human being should be able to come into this country from wherever with no limits. I do not understand your argument at all. Uh, but, But that crowd might get really angry that he even hinted toward possibly doing something. I'm reminded of a bit of humor slash
5: wisdom from yesteryear. Uh, All right. All Republicans have to do is not act crazy. Just don't act. Oh, no. Oh, no. The, the, the Democrats don't have a reasonable, logical leg to stand on. They ought to be losing by 50 points. Is that even possible in an election? I suppose it is. Um, uh, it's, But uh, we just can't stop acting crazy on the right. Oh, it's probably worth mentioning, and this is, I'm going to take off my advocate hat and just put on my uh, analyst hat, my referee hat. Uh, in taking in a lot of the mainstream media, it's now absolutely uniform that they report the failure of that recent super giant. Ukraine and Israel and immigration, and what else was involved with it, Bill? I don't even remember. There was some money for
4: supporting Taiwan. Oh, right, right. Of course.
5: Yeah, that's as if that's an afterthought. Anyway, um, it's uniformly being presented as after the Republicans rejected the bipartisan immigration compromise. So that's unfair uh, from my point of view. It's accurate, but it's unfair. But that is going to sway some in the middle. Away from the obvious answer that if you want the border enforced, you've got to elect Republicans. So how much damage it does, I'm not sure.
4: What if Halpern's right, though, and Joe Biden even hinting at doing something drives his immigration numbers down from the 20s, high teens, where they are now? The left flank of the Democratic Party is out of their freaking
5: minds and they're dangerous. Oh, in a related story, if you have kids in California public schools, get them out as soon as possible. There is one other option, but I'm not joking. I'm not being hyperbolic here. I'll let you know what I'm talking about next half hour.
4: Cool. And the Major League Baseball season has been upended by see-through pants. The new uniforms have see-through pants. Some of the women are digging it. Some people are offended.
5: The count is two balls and no strikes, Jax. Back to you.
4: Touch on that controversial story, among other things. You know what? That that was was below me, and I apologize. Was it? Was
5: it? Not really. No. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty.
2: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.
0: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
5: If he hits it with his stick above his head.
6: They're not going to like it, but the call on the ice was correct. No
5: goal. No, that's some good... uh... Description there from Garrett
4: Rank. They should do that more in sports. That's in the NHL, but you could do it in the NBA or NFL or anything like that when you got the whole time crowd. You're not going to like this. But we decided it's the correct call.
5: Boo-hoo. That's hilarious. I hope my my good buddy Brian the umpire heard that. Hey, you're not going to love this, but they missed the tag.
4: The guy's safe. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. <laughs> I'll tell you what's not funny, seeing a Major League Baseball player's testicles. That is not funny. You take your kid to the park. It's a little funny. You're open for a little competition in the uh, spirit of something or other. And not testicles, which is what you see now because of the new. He showed you his peanuts and crackers. Jack. Hey, come on. What? Because of the new uniforms that I guess are a different material and they're more see-through. Than they have been in the past. And, uh, yeah, a- they're trying to make them cooler.
5: Because, you know, it's it's tough standing out there. You, you got a, a three-game series in St. Louis in
4: August. Oh, You mean cooler as in not hot, not cool as in neato.
5: Yeah, I don't use jargon slang like that. Cooler as in a lower temperature,
4: yes. Okay. What do you use for something <laughs> that you like that you find... Uh, Outstanding. L- Exemplary. Uh- Super. <laughs> Super's um, too casual. So anyway, so I anyway, oh and two. I was reading this <laughs> article about the new baseball pants and uh and it mentioned in there that particularly the gluteal cleft is on display if you are a baseball player and you wear the uh jock strap as opposed to like the bicycle shorts underneath. Um mm-hmm. from behind, it's like staring at a, a bear hiney. And oh I thought, my. I thought, okay, maybe, maybe not. And well you ought to be
5: wearing sliding shorts anyway, no matter what your choice of uh, 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 equipment control is.
4: But so a picture of a San Francisco giant, our uh, local home team went viral yesterday when the see-through quality of the pants got attention and I'm looking at this picture and I'm staring I'll stop staring. I'm staring right at his both Louis and Ralph. I mean it's mm, I'm just staring yeah. at him.
5: Oh yeah, it's blatant.
4: What the heck?
5: Well, the, the problem was the flash bulbs. That intense light penetrates the space age, uh, more breathable, cooler material, as designed by the good folks at Nike.
4: Those are some pretty small testicles. I think he must be on the uh, oh, steroids. steroids wait, or something. wait a second. No, I'm sorry. I, I'm
5: not. I'm not helping you out of this.
4: Well, the steroids cause that. Like using testosterone and stuff like that. People aren't doing steroids in baseball.
5: They're not doing testosterone. Give me a oh, break. Well, see, Michael, see how he's trying to make it about me and my opinion on steroids. I now. see that. Yeah. On It's on blank and believable.
4: I'd be shocked if they're not using testosterone at least. Now and again.
5: And <laughs> just a little because on the weekends. So Tell me why.
4: Because it's so hard to test for because you, you sure. produce it naturally. But if you start taking it uh, extra, it does shrink up your testes,
5: which we learned. So you've you've just accused a major league ball player for the San Francisco Giants whose picture is being shown far and wide is a steroid abuser.
4: This is this is outrageous. Well, at the very least, he has small testicles. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Any conclusions you draw from that are up to you.
5: This is my last show. (laughs) <laughs> I'm disassociating myself from this, this idiotic, childish, just...
4: Are they going to change the pants, or are they going to let this fly?
5: I think they probably ought to change the pants. I
4: think they ought to, too.
5: <laughs> or have the fellas wear some boxers or something. Please.
2: Anyway, Owen in two. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick
0: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show. As you place these disco-inspired rings on each other's fingers, let them be a reminder of the vibrant and dynamic dance you've embarked upon. From the first disco bathroom... To the dance floor of life. May the circles within these rings echo the rhythm of your hearts, intertwined with ever hopping through beats of love. You may now press
5: the
4: red button and then kiss your bride to start your disco infused ribboning journey with your first disco wedding dance. What, what was that? <laughs> That's not what I asked for, but what was that?
1: That is a couple. That got married at a gas
4: station in Kentucky and a disco themed gas station. Okay,
5: and that was and a it's ceremony. Disco themed bathroom. Yeah.
4: Okay. I'll I don't
5: you- need a theme in my bathroom at all. The only theme I want is recently cleaned.
4: Well, I hope you have a long, happy marriage. The beats of your
5: heart and the rest of the disco references he made.
4: That made me feel less alive, Michael, yep. and you're to blame. Yep. yep. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. It yep. wasn't a showstopper, but it certainly showed it, slowed it down. Uh, so, uh,
5: as a way of, by way of introduction, I just wanted to feature one more quick excerpt from the long, interesting New York Times piece, prominently featured and repeated nowhere, about how many people who get transitioned. Sex changed as kids regret it and, and, and all say the same thing. I was whisked along. I was confused and I had these adults tell me I had to do this. Um, but they quoted one guy that I thought was so interesting. They mentioned gay men and women often told me they fear that same sex attracted kids, especially effeminate boys, tomboy girls, uh, will be transitioned during a normal phase of childhood and before sexual maturation and that gender ideology can mask and even abet, abet homophobia. As one detransitioned man, now in a gay relationship, put it, I was a gay man pumped up to look like a woman and dated a lesbian who was pumped up to look like a man. If that's not conversion therapy, I don't know what is. Wow. That's that's how bizarre and sick all of this is. Gender ideology. Anyway, having said that, and I'm, I'm getting somewhere with this. A quick couple more mentions on that. The county executive in Nassau County, New York... His name is Bruce Blakeman, just barred um, teams from using county facilities unless they agree to ban transgender competitors. In short, well, he says, quote, we are protecting girls' right to compete against other girls. It makes no sense for biological boys who identify as transgender to compete against girls. It's completely unfair. Then he states the Incredibly obvious biological boys. You don't have to say biological, sir. They're just boys. Because if you admit, if you use biological boys, that admits that there's a bunch of different kinds of boys. There aren't. There's just boys. Boys are faster, stronger, and bigger. They have a physical advantage against women, et cetera. So, anyway, uh, needless to say, this guy's being uh, targeted as a hater and a bigot and the rest of it, but he's absolutely right, and I salute him. And then you have this California girls basketball. There is a, and I'm struggling with this, I, I have everybody's name in front of me. I'm not going to use the confused, perhaps mentally ill, young man's name who says he's transgender and is running roughshod in high school girls' basketball over the little girls um, and leading all scoring and rebounding. And, and In a recent game, his team beat the other team 54-22, he outscored the opponent single-handedly because he is a strong young man pretending to be a girl. And as the playoffs advance in the north section of California, um, a lot of you who live in the area are going to become even more uh, aware of this young
4: man. Well, what's the school? Because uh, the school I follow is uh, has advanced also, so then maybe they'll all run into each other. It's a private high school in San Francisco. Okay. Yeah, I think there's a decent
5: chance they will. Yeah, they might. Yeah, well, good luck beating a, a guy there, Ooh. girls. We Ooh. will look back on this era with astonishment. If they we will be aghast. They,
4: they play, I might actually go to that game. That'd be something to watch. That'd be hard to watch.
5: <sighs> yeah. I, I. Walk off the floor. Don't play. Girls, coaches, don't play. Play, of course. Northern California is the the wokest of the woke. Anyway, that's all a prelude to this. A prelude, 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 prelude. Ah, uh, Paolo pointing out that the move toward ethnic studies being required in California schools is continuing. Uh, where is that? I had that in front of me somewhere. It's it's going to be uh, all schools have to teach it. By 2025, I think it is, and you're going to have to have uh, passed it to graduate from high school by 2030. I I thought I had that in front of me. It doesn't matter. That's that's really all you need to know. Um, But the Ethnic Studies Program, oh, that's right. No, I do need to find it. I'm sorry. I clicked on the wrong link, and it took me where I didn't want to go. There it is. Uh, Again, the New York Times, for the love of heaven. Their headline is, California's push for ethnic studies runs into the Israel-Hamas war. And I'll read you the the most interesting part from the liberal New York Times. Um, Even in a liberal state like California, scholars, parents, and educators have found themselves at odds over how to adapt the college-level academic discipline of critical theory. Um... For high school students, especially because of its strong views on race and the Israeli Palestinian conflict. While the name ethnic studies might bring to mind a broad exploration of how ethnicity and rape shape race, not rape, race shape the human experience, the discipline as taught in universities is narrower and more ideological. And they get into the whole critical theory uh, deal. Um, and they call the model curriculum. It captures much of the discipline's leftist activist spirit, and they actually touch on the the neo Marxism of it, which I thought was amazing. And then Paulo, getting back to that email, email points out if there's one positive thing that's happening here, you remember how they said critical race theory isn't being taught in schools? That's a college level thing, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as if you can't adopt it to little kids to indoctrinate them. Well, now they're doing it openly. Now, what is this, a year later? California schools are openly saying, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, the article, uh, ethnic studies come under fire uh, from conservative groups that are trying to eliminate lessons about critical race theory and systemic racism, key concepts in the discipline. A number of California school districts are working with curriculum consultants who embrace liberated ethnic studies while other districts are drawing upon these materials and creating their own classes. Critical liberated ethnic studies inculcates a specific ideology in K K-12 schools. The ideology, the ideology is not simply included in the discussion, but is the ideological framework of the curriculum. It, and again, quoting from the New York Times, informed by neo-Marxist dogma, this curriculum teaches that one racial group will always oppress another. Capitalism and, quote, our consumer economy appear as villains in critical liberated ethnic studies. Yet Marxists, regardless of their repressive behavior or violent acts, are not. Capitalism is described as, quote, a form of power and oppression alongside patriarchy, racism, white supremacy and ableism. Communism is benign, even when connected to Pol Pot and the killing fields of Cambodia. When asked in teacher trainings about the explicit Marxist concepts, the trainers acknowledge that some teachers may find this difficult, listen to this now, but explain that they must have the correct political views in order to teach this subject.
4: Well, that's, that's a nice phrase. So a, there there are required political views to be a teacher.
5: And this is not leaking secretly into California schools because there are a few radical teachers. This is the official state
4: policy taking shape. That capitalism has victims, but communism does not. That's correct. That's wild. It is all
5: critical race theory slash revolution uh, 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 what do they call it? Uh, it, Well, it doesn't matter what they say. Um, uh, uh, The liberation ideology. It's all neo-Marxism. And then finally this uh, Al Anonymous um, was doing a, a, a job in a San Diego middle school in Tony, La Jolla. Okay. Uh, walked by a room, here's the big uh, big pad, the white pad. What do you call those, that, uh, the big flip pad that you use at bi- meetings where the boss writes down your concerns, then pretends anybody cares, then throws away the pad? <laughs> what are those called, flip charts?
4: Flip chart, I guess.
5: Yeah, anyway. So written on this big pad in the classroom, white equals privileged, racist, educated, African-American, athletic, drugs, criminal, funny, Latino, religious, hardworking, dedicated. So they were having the kids describe what they think of when they think of the various race, races. But it was very important. White, up top, privileged, racist, educated. Already teaching that to your kids in California public schools. I know, I know what the reaction to this is. You've got to get your kids out of those schools. Or work like crazy to inoculate them against what they're being taught. This is not the fever dreams of some conservative lunatic talk show host. I was quoting extensively from the New York Times. How are we permitting this? How is this happening? I'm aghast. I'm astounded.
4: Well, and where it leads us with a whole generation of kids that believe this stuff, I don't know what that does uh, policy-wise or for the cohesion of your neighborhood. Oh, I do know. The country will fall apart,
5: which is precisely the goal of the neo-Marxists. They're here to tear it down, and they are tearing it down. They write books. They sign their names to them. They explain precisely what they're trying to do through your children. End of screed. If you don't get it by now, I can't help you.
4: When we come back, let's concentrate on man's achievements, which someday will be blotted out by our deficiencies. But... Our achievements, we landed on the moon again yesterday, if you didn't know that. Where that's likely to lead us landing on the moon again, we can talk about. But uh, stay tuned for that story if you don't know. It's good stuff.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
2: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick
3: the first American spacecraft to land on the moon in more than 50 years. The lunar lander Odysseus, nicknamed Odie, built by Houston-based intuitive machines, blasting off a week ago on a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket traveling a quarter of a million miles to the moon. Odie carrying instruments that will gather information about the lunar surface ahead of NASA's Artemis mission to the moon in 2026 with humans on board.
4: So the moon is about 200,000 miles away. It varies depending on the orbit how far away it is. I think between like 180 and 240 or something like that. So let's call it 200,000 miles. But I heard one news report say today that the thing traveled 600-some thousand miles. So did it arc that far that it had to travel? Like three times the distance to land where it did, I guess. Yeah, I've seen those charts and
5: that's exactly what it is. Yeah, you don't like shoot it straight where it's going to be and just intercept it like a
4: Patriot missile. So you it'd be like sneak up on it. The distance a basketball travels for a free throw isn't just the distance from you to the rim. A lovely illustration. Okay. Um let's hear a little more of what it sounded like live yesterday if you were watching it. We're evaluating uh, how we can refine that signal and uh, dial in the pointing for our dishes. What we can confirm without a doubt is our equipment is on the surface of the moon and we are transmitting. So congratulations, I am team. We'll see how much more we can get from that. That's a smattering of applause. <laughs> and, then, and then this moment. Uh, what an outstanding effort. I know this was a nail-biter, but we are on the si- on the surface, and we are transmitting, and uh, welcome to the moon. Odysseus has found his new home. All right. Welcome to the moon, they said. And again, it took off on one of Elon's rockets to get up there, and then a different company had the actual landing vehicle. And the whole point there on the south pole of the moon is to see how much water they got, because we need water if we're going to have a moon colony. Which some of us would like to escape this mess and go live on a different planet for a while. Um, so we can start launching rockets to try to get to Mars. And because the moon has one-sixth the gravity, it's just a lot easier. It takes a lot less fuel and energy to get a, outside the moon's orbit than it does the Earth's orbit. That's the whole point. But and like a bad restaurant, no atmosphere. I was listening to some smart people on a podcast talk about uh, how people are uh, ignoring a reality of exploring space that is probably going to come soon. And that reality is it's going to be a frontier that powerful people, companies, or countries fight over, just like everything else on Earth has been since the dawn of time and always will be, see Russia taking Ukraine because it wants it. It's just, I mean, for now, first of all, it was only us that could go anywhere for a very, very long time. So nobody was challenging us on that. And then now and then you got another country that can go up a little ways and do this or that or whatever. And China lands something on the moon and whatever. But so we found out. It's our moon. Hands off. I agree, which we might actually have to say at some point um, or argue, but. Russia, last week, we found out they've got some of this satellite technology that can take out some of our satellites and everything like that. There could be a battle for supremacy of various depths of orbit around Earth, and why would human nature be any different in space? It won't be. But why would human nature be any different in space than it has been on land? If you can declare, no, this chunk of orbit, which happens to be the best for satellites, is ours, until somebody can push us out of it. That's
5: what Rush this is may about. be the most persuasive rhetorical question you've ever offered. It's absolutely clear that you're right.
4: Yes. Yeah, and it's it's clearly going to happen. It'll probably happen on the moon at some point. There will be a dispute. No, we're all we landed here we're looking for the water in china or somebody's going to say no we're we're looking no you're not yes we are and you know there'll be some hemin and hawing in the un or some governing body but that won't matter it's going to be whose piece of equipment can push the other piece of equipment out of the way and i hear some of you thinking,
5: you're you're saying to yourselves well obviously we need to get together and sign a treaty sharing the moon equally etc etc uh, which will last until the moment somebody wants to take more and can.
4: Right. And can and then and then will. And the idea that somebody yeah. won't, well then you are just so naive. Boy, you- we'd we'd love to have all the trillion
5: pounds of blue bithium uh, from the moon because it's invaluable. But we signed the treaty, so everybody settle down. We'll share the blue bithium equally.
4: Please. Right. Grow up. Right. And I, I feel like, and I've, I've been part of this my whole life, just this kind of naive, when you talk about colonies on the moon, they won't have any of the problems that we have with any other venture. When you have a whole bunch of human beings together with different interests and needs and and, and temperaments. Well, you who have
5: belligerently rejected science fiction as a genre since I've known you, we mm-hmm. who embrace that far-seeing and imaginative art have already been through this stuff for decades. We know you're the only one who doesn't. <laughs> Read some Heinlein, you rube!
4: <laughs> I think it's going to first happen with this whole satellite stuff in, in uh, outside of the Earth's orbit. Star Wars, indeed. Somebody is going to force their will on who gets to have what satellites where. I'm hoping we're ahead. I'm hoping we are, too. I'm hoping we are, too. Wait, will we be able to watch it? Will they have uh, cameras up there on the moon so we can watch us battling the Chinese? Wow. Video of us taking their their equipment and just tossing it in space. (laughs) (laughs) Into a crater.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
0: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
3: or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought patterns.